milk has always come from cows that sounds obvious at least until the vegan movement came along and decided that they didn't want to drink milk that came in from cows so what was the option they scouted around for lots of alternatives and over the years they've actually managed to find something which is fairly close and that's the first post in today's episode milk from mushrooms this post will sound like a trip on magic mushrooms but the facts are even more surprising vegans have been on the lookout for milk substitutes for years none of the options come close to mimicking the taste and mouthfeel of milk based food like butter and cheese whey and casein are the proteins that make milk what it is and two obsessive vegans ryan pandya and perumal gandhi decided they would create milk proteins without any cows back in 2014 at a company called perfect day foods and they did synthesizing milk proteins with the help of microflora or mushrooms that feast on plant based nutrients in massive tanks it has all the nutrition that milk provides without any of the problems of managing dairy farms and cows we've reached a point where we no longer need cows to produce milk the company claims that the milk proteins produced are free from hormones antibiotics or cholesterol but they've got some way to go to produce cans of milk that arrive at your door in the morning without the dairy farm attached right now they're looking to supply bakeries and pastry manufacturers which is the bigger market will you miss the moo in the milk on to the second post ux and ui seem to be modern inventions but the user experience has been there for ages and let's go back to something that we have in our kitchens but is a masterpiece of ux design the cooking gas ux the blue flame is now available on demand india's lpg penetration has reached 97.5% the transition has taken decades but look at the hazards that were overcome a highly flammable gas used and stored safely at home by people across all sections of society consider the effort it took to communicate ease of use and the precautions to be taken to literate and illiterate audiences in india the first dealerships began in kolkata in the 60s and people were highly apprehensive about keeping an explosive hazard at home they changed because it was clearly superior to noisy or troublesome kerosene stoves or firewood the design was conceived and executed in the us in the early 1900s the ux is clear you can turn the gas stove knobs in just three directions full flame sim and off same to operate the gas cylinder on off and remove the regulator cooking gas has a distinctive smell strong enough to be noticed as soon as small amounts are released 
other safety features are built into the tamper-proof cylinder. Perfect example of early intuitive UX, much before the term was invented or hyped by technology. On to the final post in the episode today. You think that junk is something that the garbage collectors come for every morning or what we throw out every day, every week. Actually, a lot more than that. We're all junk collectors. It starts from childhood. Kids stuff little stones, pieces of paper and all kinds of debris into their pockets. Adults are no better. We fill our lofts, shelves and cupboards with things that are rarely used. During occasional spring cleaning, we find tickets of journeys made long ago, bank spam envelopes never opened and receipts of products we've thrown away. But we'll never find guarantee cards when we need them. The strange aspect is that we follow the same behavior online as well. Old emails and blurred images from long ago languish in online folders stuck in limbo. It's as if deletion means a break with the past. What if we deleted something important? The dread is enough to preserve and prolong the same behavior. The self-storage market in the US, which is largely personal effects, is growing at a compounded annual growth rate or CAGR of 135%. It's expected to go from $87 billion to $115 billion in just five years. Online data storage is not far behind, growing at 12.5% and already worth over $53 billion. Memories are supposed to be precious, but it's also a great business for people providing the storage. We're not just stuffing the landfills, but our lives. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with friends or tweeting the link. The more people we can get to tune in every week, the merrier. Thank you, and I look forward to having you around next week.